Hey there, I'm Joanne Tambrakis, and this is Marketing, Mindfulness, and Martinis. Unfiltered conversations, or as I like to say, opinions shaken, not stirred, on what's changing and what's not in business and in life as we enter into the next normal. So pour yourself your beverage of choice, and let's get to it. Hello there. This is episode number 10. That's right. I'm 10 episodes into marketing, mindfulness, and martinis, which means the chances of me continuing to podcast have now statistically increased. Like blogs and Twitter accounts, many are started, much fewer stay active. It's estimated that by the seventh episode, many podcast pod fade. Now there's a new term for you. I did not know that one before. But mine hasn't yet, and for that I am most grateful, which is a great segue into the topic today, a focus on the mindfulness aspect of this podcast, finding gratitude in the year from hell. Yes, I called 2020 the year from hell, as it will forever be etched in my memory. Gratitude has been one of my not-so-secret weapons for a long time. It's not something I reserve for Thanksgiving, although that is a very good time to be reminded of it. I found that learning to acknowledge what there is to be grateful for, especially when the going gets tough, has gotten me through a lot of challenging times. I've learned through trial and error that learning to be grateful for what is, even when what is may not be exactly the way I want things to be, has opened things up. It's allowed me to grow and made room for more in my life, for more abundance. So I have a nightly ritual that's pretty simple. I write down three things I'm grateful for in a gratitude journal. It helps to center me, keep me mindful, and focused on what I do have and not just what's missing. Of course, as I hear myself say these words, I realize that it is a lot easier said than done in 2020. I find myself challenged with it every single day. In fact, some days I don't even want to open the journal up. So don't think for a moment I'm suggesting this is easy. Nothing is easy this year. I cannot think of a person who has not been sidetracked by their individual version of craziness. The only differences lie in the degree of insanity each of us has personally experienced. For me, the year got off to an ominous start when my uncle Dino, one of my mom's two youngest brothers, died on January 10th. I didn't know then that nine months later, my mom would join him on the other side. And oh, in between, I did not know that we would have a pandemic, a lockdown, shortages of toilet paper and Lysol wipes. I mean, whoever heard of such a thing? Teaching and cocktails, not at the same time via a Zoom link, an exhausting presidential election, and a defeated incumbent who refuses to accept his loss and continually continues to stir this chaos. So you may be asking, Joanne, how in the world do you find gratitude in that? And again, it's not so easy. If it was, I probably would not have chosen it as the topics of this week's podcast. So I'm not going to pretend that it is. All I know is that the only way I know how to find my gratitude is to start small. So if all I can come up with is that I had a hot meal for dinner, I need to be grateful because not everybody did. Food insecurity is a real thing and it's been on the rise this year. 
the current estimates show that nearly one in four U.S. households are food insecure, which is crazy in a country with so much wealth. If you lost someone like I did and you were lucky enough as I was and got to sit at their bedside and hold their hand when they took their last breath, be grateful. Far too many people lost a loved one and had to say goodbye on FaceTime, something I can't even fathom. If you gain weight during the pandemic, as I admit that I did, and don't want to go near a pair of pants with a zipper, as I admit that I won't, be grateful. All you got was some extra weight that you can lose. At least I keep telling myself that I can lose it eventually. But you didn't get COVID. If you're stressed because you can't get to see the people who mean the most to you, be grateful for technology. We might all suffer from Zoom fatigue. But it is, as the old Bell Telephone commercials used to say about long-distance phone calls, it's the next best thing to being there. And for those of you who are too young to know what Bell Telephone was, once upon a time, the phone company was a monopoly, and it was called Bell Telephone. And for those that are as old as I am and do remember that slogan, you also remember that once upon a time, there was no such thing as unlimited calling, and it was more expensive to call someone long distance. And we can all be very grateful that was not something we had to worry about in these socially distanced times. I am all too painfully aware that a lot of the big things in our life are missing right now. The things that make our lives our lives, you know, a Broadway show, a concert, tailgating at a football game, shopping without plastic gloves on, sitting at a bar next to a stranger and having a conversation and a well-prepared martini by somebody who prepared it that's not, your, that's not you. But those things are all temporary losses. They will eventually come back. This is not forever. This is this moment. And I believe that is something to be grateful for. For many of us, the losses this year are permanent. Over 260,000 Americans have died because of this horrible, horrible virus. That is 260,000 people missing from someone's real or virtual dinner table this year. A mother, a father, a daughter, a son, a sister, a brother, a husband, a wife. And my own Thanksgiving dinner table will be the smallest it's ever been, just me and my brother. A far cry from the big, fat Greek family gatherings of the past. The most noticeable absence will be our beloved mom. And that's a loss that's not temporary. It's real and it's permanent. And it's still very raw for both of us. And it would be really easy to wallow in the fact that she is not here. Much, much easier than digging deep and making a choice to be grateful for the extraordinary woman who I got to call my mother. But that is not what she would want me to do. Mom would want me to be grateful. Mom had a tough childhood, the fourth of seven children born in 1922 to Greek immigrants and raised during the depression. They were poor. Dirt poor, she used to like to tell us. Her oldest brother, my Uncle Tom, always said they all had a tough. But my mother, he would say, your mother had a tougher. Mom almost died when she was a young girl of a burst appendix. She was the one who, when she was just 17 and her mother died, had to cook and clean and take care of her two youngest brothers, who were just eight and nine. That was just as World War II was about to begin. And then after 35 years of marriage to the love of her life, my father, he died at just 64 years old. 
only two years after her only sister, my Aunt Dorothy, had passed. You know, when I think back, I just can't even imagine processing all of that loss. Yet mom never seemed to wallow in it. She never expected anything to be easy for her, but that never seemed to stop her optimism and her desire to make things better. She chose gratitude. She chose gratitude for what she did have, and she was very proud, as she would say, of the little girl who started out with cardboard in her shoes to cover the holes and had grown up and gone on to have a good life and was able to live out her years in a safe and comfortable home with a lot of people that loved her. So I will choose to acknowledge my gratitude that the reason my brother and I are eating a good meal this year with my version of her fabulous meat stuffing with pine nuts and chestnuts and the traditional swanakopita that is a staple of any Greek holiday meal is because she taught me how to cook just by watching her when I was a little girl. I will acknowledge my gratitude that her hospital stay was at a quiet time for Corona. And so my brother and I were able to be by her side and hold her hand when she drew her last breath. That is a gift I'm so grateful for and one I am painfully aware that too many people were deprived of this year. And I will also be grateful that she lived just two weeks shy of her 98th birthday. I mean, how amazing is that? And I got to have her in my life all these years. Gratitude is so hard to reach for in this year from hell, but that does not mean we all shouldn't try. Gratitude is not in short supply like paper towels. It's free, and one of the best ways I can think of to stay present and stay grounded in 2020 and be reminded that all is not lost. There is still much to be grateful for, however small it might seem. We all just have to stop and give ourselves permission to notice it. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing Mindfulness and Martinis. This show would not be possible without my incredible creative and production team, Nadi, Cherry, Anthony, and Wa. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. Give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify so other people can find us and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you've got a question you'd like answered or a topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me a note, info at joannetombrakis.com. And until next time, remember, whatever got you to where you are isn't enough to keep you there. <laughs>